Hello, this is Rory with the Love Chat, and today's topic is, what is the dumper feeling? Now, this is video number 123. If you have a question you'd like for me to consider featuring on the Love Chat, please write it in a comment below. And if you enjoy these videos, please subscribe and hit like. Also, if you'd like to do a Skype or email coaching, be sure to visit thelovechat.net slash coaching. Now then, what is the dumper feeling? This is something that's been covered before, but I feel like if we really can understand the mindset and mentality of what the dumper is feeling, then it might give us some insight that would make this whole thing a lot less painful. And so my goal is to revisit some of the ideas that we've talked about in the past and perhaps expand upon them so that you understand what the person who dumped you is going through and how it might not be as easy as you think. And if you have a bit of insight, you might be able to use that to your advantage to either help your reconciliation chances or just help your chances to move on in general. So let's talk about the dumper. They've just broken up with you, and the initial feeling is a sense of relief. Because when you dump somebody, you have to remember that it's hard to do. It's hard to look somebody in the eye and tell them, hey, you know, for all intents and purposes, you're not good enough. Or something about you makes me not want to be with you. And think about how painful that is. And I've asked this question before. I've thrown down this gauntlet. But I think that having to do that to another person is painful. I would rather be the dumpy than the dumper. The reason being, yes, you're going to deal with more pain initially, but you're also going to be able to use that pain to transform you into something better than what came before. So yeah, the very first thing that they're going to go through is a sense of relief. They built up all of this guilt and hesitation and uncertainty about breaking up with you, and then they finally went through with it. And once they go through with it, it's as if this giant weight that was building up this whole time has been lifted off their shoulders. Think about taking a test that you're really nervous about. and You have all of this buildup, all this anxiety and anticipation that you've been growing steadily. And then finally, the thing that you were worried about happens. It's done. It's over. You don't have to do it again. And then you can breathe easy. That stress is gone. The fear connected to that stress is gone. It's done. And... Then that very thing that you broke up with, a.k.a. you, is trying to beg you and plead you to come back. So it's going to be a sense of relief mixed with guilt. The guilt because they know that they did something or rather are about to do something that just hurt you in a very deep way. And so that makes them feel guilty and hurt. You have to remember that not all breakups are equal. Sometimes the dumper felt that they had to dump you because nothing was going to change. I tell many, many different stories on my YouTube channel, but, you know, the right way to dump somebody is to let them know, hey, you know, you're doing something that, if it's not changed in, you know, in the near future, is turning me off to the point where I don't want to be with you. Now, many of the situations that I've heard, the dumper did say that to you guys, but in many more, they did not. And so they may have felt that they were forced to break up with you because nothing was going to change. And with that comes pain. We all expect that the dumpy deals with a lot more of the pain. And in the majority of the cases, that is true. But that doesn't mean that the dumper experiences no pain. So the first month or two, they're going to go through the relief period. They might even emotionally regress a little bit and go out and party or change their hair color, get a new haircut, a new wardrobe, start smoking or drinking... A lot of different things that you might see, or basically they're acting out of the ordinary. They're acting away from how they usually act 
that's not the person I dated for four years. They're acting different. I feel like I don't know them. How often do you hear these types of sentiments and you go, yeah, hey, wait, what's up with that? Well, consider that we name behavior based on how often we see it. So, for example, the word rebound appeared because we noticed enough people doing this behavior and then we gave it a name. So, your ex might even be in a rebound. Will the rebound last? Maybe. Probably not. They're creating a new relationship based upon the ashes of an old relationship, meaning it wasn't this new person's attraction and charm, etc. that won them over because they were helped along the way by the fact that they wanted to get away from the previous problems and thoughts and feelings from that last situation they were just in. So, they're feeling guilty, they're emotionally regressing, but throughout all of it, they're feeling relieved. It's done, it's over, oh god, that sucked, I don't have to do it again, I don't have to break up with them again, that really sucked, I never want to be put in that position again. And then they go party and take care of what they need to do and distract themselves because it's easier, and so that second phase is distraction. They are getting away from the problem. They're not thinking about it, they're just, I don't want to think about it, whatever. This is around the time where if you keep reaching out to them, they're going to be cold. They're going to be mean and rude because you serve as a reminder of that bad history. And so they're going to do what they can to get away from you. They can distract themselves with new people, new things, new items such as a car or a haircut or a new wardrobe. And basically, they're just trying to get away from all of that drama. So during this phase, leave them alone. No contact. Leave them 100% alone because during this period, you cannot win them back. They are going to treat you very cold. The door is shut. They don't want communication from you. They're not receptive. Give them some time to cool off. Give them some time for the fading affect bias, which I've talked about before, to kick in. Give them some time to miss you and all of the good things about you. Maybe they'll dive back into the dating game and then be reminded of how much dating sucks. Because it does suck. And that certainly will begin to shatter some of those expectations that they set out for themselves. Now, this is the point of the video where I'm going to say that this is not a 100% guarantee. Your ex will not always come back to you. They will almost always reach out, see how you're doing, see what's going on. But this does not mean that there is 100% reconciliation. There can't be. There's just way too many variables, way too many things... And really what I think you need to focus on at this point is taking the conversation away from them and putting it on you, like I usually recommend. Because if you want to be the most attractive person you can be, and if you want to attract your ex back, you need to work on, you guessed it, attraction. So a little more time goes on. Your ex is probably emotionally regressing or partying or drinking or buying new stuff or hanging out with new people you don't recognize. Basically just acting out of the character you've known during your tenure in that relationship, and eventually, they begin to doubt themselves because they haven't heard from you. They're thinking, damn, did I make the right decision? And everything around them is reminding them of you. It's slowly beginning to take effect. They're seeing friends who are coupled up, and they're saying, hey, would you like to come out with us? So, that's fun. Yeah, go out with two couples and your single self. That's really exciting. Or they're lying in bed and thinking and wondering about you? Did they make the right decision? Who would I usually be on the phone with right now? Who would I usually be lying next to right now? They drive past the restaurant you guys used to frequent, and they look, and they're like, damn, I kind of miss them. Right now is around the time you'll begin to see some signs that they might be checking your social media by, you know, unblocking you, viewing your stuff, and then reblocking you. Perhaps they will have a mutual friend find out some information about you. 
somebody that you don't usually talk to reach out and see what's going on just to say hi and hope you're doing okay, right? So these are little signs that you can probably begin to guess that your ex is thinking about you and is wanting to find out information about you. Be careful about the mind reading, as always, because it still can be mind reading, right? We still don't know that they've done this. But more often than not, during this period, rather than reach out themselves, they'll try and get someone else to reach out for you or they'll find out information through your social media or something like that, maybe a fake account. It's really hard to say, but you'll see some weird behavior like this. My cautionary tale to you is just be careful of making everything mean something because that's when you get yourself into trouble. A little more time will go on. They still haven't heard from you. You still haven't budged. You've been following no contact and self-improving. You're looking better and better on Instagram or Facebook. And they're thinking, damn, like maybe I did make the wrong decision. And then they reach out to you typically about something that is indirect. Now, Craig Kenneth was clear to create this term called the indirect direct approach, which means they will directly reach out to you about something indirect, meaning perhaps they will text you and say, hey, did I leave that pink sweater that I liked at your house? Or did I leave my cologne or the toothbrush? Or how's your pet doing? I miss them. Or what was that one restaurant that we went to a couple of years ago? I can't remember the name. And then it will turn into something a little more concrete. How are you doing? How's life? This is what I talk about when I say strike when the iron is hot. They're reaching out to you. They're wondering about you. They've finally broken the seal of silence, no contact, and you hit them with an invite. It's great to talk to you. I'd love to see you. When are you free to meet up? Let's grab a coffee. If they say yes, great. You plan a definite day and time and place to go meet, and then you go have fun, be yourself. I'll definitely make another video on the day of the meetup. If they say no, don't go out of your way to convince them to meet up. It's not worth it. You want to show high value and shrug and say, okay, hey, no problem. Give me a call if you change your mind. That's it. You're not going to convince them. You're not going to change their mind. Don't validate them in that way. That reminds them that they have all the power. You initially ask them out on a date to show that interest still exists. So you've done, that's as much chasing as you're going to do. After that point, they do the rest. You did 10%, they do 90 And let them come to you. It's simple. It's effective, and it allows you to continue focusing on yourself with the knowledge that the more that you improve your body physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, monetarily, intellectually, the more attractive you will be. So let's, let's boil this all down. If you want to attract your ex, be more attractive. It's not just about physical. It's not just about looks. It's about you as a whole package. And so... Go out there, focus on you, live your best life, and back away from this issue with the knowledge of that's what helps you stay more attractive and more appealing, and that's what will give you emotional and mental peace. That's all I had for today. If you found my video helpful, I'd be very grateful if you subscribe and hit like. Please leave a comment below and tell me what topics you want me to cover in the future. Additionally, if you'd like extra videos every week, private live streams with me, and free giveaways of my book upon release, just visit my Patreon, patreon.com slash thelovechat. Oh, and if you happen to like video games, I'm now streaming on Twitch, and I'll be doing it quite regularly. There will be days where I'm going to answer questions about love and relationships. There's going to be other days where I'm just being silly and using crazy voice effects. So if that's something you're interested in, just visit my Twitch page, twitch.tv slash hi, Rory.
Until next time.